What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1066 of Ask Pat 2.0. This is a coaching session for entrepreneurs. I'm actually going to be speaking live, or not live, but recorded with an actual entrepreneur going through some stuff so that I can help this person grow and scale their business. And you get to listen in on this conversation. It's an actual coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. Today we're talking with Jonathan, a sports psychologist, somebody who helps people become the best athletes that they can be. Thanks so much, and uh, here's Jonathan. Let's do this. Hey, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here today on Ask Pat 2.0. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Uh, Thanks, Pat, for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to chat with you today. So how about quickly, uh, can you, Jonathan, introduce yourself to everybody who's listening and tell us what you do? Yes. Uh, so I'm doing uh, sports psychology consulting with athletes. So basically, I coach uh, young athletes uh, to perform at their best during the competition. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, confidence, uh, goal settings, uh, concentration, uh, stress management, all those type, uh, type of uh, topics. So I'm doing mostly one-on-one coaching calls over, over Skype and also keynote uh, speech and uh, workshop with, uh, with teams. Wow, good for you. How, how did you get into this? Uh, it was, uh, I, I, in the past, I did a lot of sports and it was my plan to be, uh, hopefully, uh, a professional athlete, but uh, things uh, went not so well. So I learned a lot about that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I tried to, um, use my experience and uh, help other athletes reach their goals. So uh, I studied in psychology and I learned more about sports psychology along the way and I just realized it was a good fit for uh, for me. That's excellent. Well, thank you for doing that. I know I was not a professional athlete, as most people know, but I did play a lot of sports and I do know there's a lot of things that happen in our minds that can affect the outcome of the game and ultimately the outcome of our lives. And so I appreciate you for doing that. So let's dive in. Tell us a little bit about what's on your mind related to this. What can we help you with? Okay, so basically, uh, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one coaching, uh, as I said, uh, roughly about 400 uh, coaching uh, coaching calls every year. Uh, I I want to decrease that a little bit, and I want to focus on a new program uh, I just launched uh, recently, uh, I launched it in the beta version. So mm-hmm. uh, after reading your book, Will It Fly, uh, it gave me the uh, the idea of testing that new format. So the format is pretty simple. Uh, I called it uh, online coaching group. Um, basically, is uh, I have uh, 15 athletes where I coach them every week for uh, 12 weeks. Uh, it's a right now it's a 16 week program, but I want to bring it back to 12 weeks. Um, so it's, uh, I, I coach them by video, uh, training. So, um, that's where I'm at right now. And I want to make sure I, I have success with that program because, uh, as I said, I'm doing a lot of coaching calls and I want to just pivot a little bit, uh, through my, uh, my new program. And, uh, in the beta program, I did, uh, this, uh, the past week. Uh, it was really great. I received good feedback. Um, I, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident with the program I have right now, with the uh, the, the content of the mm-hmm. program, and I saw different athletes uh, getting better and 
I receive good testimonials at the same time. So my, my question right now, I have three three main questions for you today. Sure. So do you want me to start with the first one or tell the three questions at first? Uh, let's start with the first one. Okay. So my first question is, I'm still confused about the model I, I should use right now for my program. So what I mean by that is, should I have that program available all year, all year long? Or should I close the door and just do some uh, lunch, specific lunch on specific date, and you can buy the program any other time during the year? So uh, there's, I guess there's two ways of doing it. I pretty, I'm pretty sure you did uh, both. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious, what do you think about that? I have done both. And first of all, congratulations on seeing that a, you wanted to uh, reduce your coaching and develop a program that can help you and, and, and wonderful results that you're getting so far. I hope that's encouraging to you and can push you to move forward into, in, in, into um, you know, relieving some time that you have been devoting to a lot of the one-on-one. So that, that, that's a great start. You have the pieces. Now let's mm-hmm. put the puzzle together. So in terms of this question, which is, well, how do you promote this and do you do what's called live launches, which is where... You know, throughout the year, they're open and then they close. And then later in the year, they open again and then they close again. Very common style. The benefit of that is that when it is open, it's only available for a short period of time. And people want to get in because they don't want to miss out. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also beneficial because when people come in, you can position it. and, And this is what I do. As you get to come in as like a group, you come in with your classmates, your your cohort, your colleagues who are at the same level, and then it's a little bit easier to answer questions for them because they're all at the same pace. They're, they're, they're all coming in fresh from the start, kind of like a class that starts a new year. And yeah. that's, that's the benefit of that. The hard thing about that is, number one, it can be a lot of work and very tiring to do a live launch. There's a lot of moving pieces to make that happen, and it can be very exhausting. Number two continually launching the same thing in a heart and, and you have to be a little aggressive when you sell. Um, it, it doesn't mean you have to use black hat tactics or, or do anything wrong, but it means like when you are launching, you need to let people know you are launching, you're, you're selling. The hard thing about that is if you do that all the time throughout the year, then it can be a little bit exhausting to your audience. They might get tired of hearing the same message again. They might feel like you're only doing this to sell to them all the time. If you don't have other things that are helpful Etc. So that that's that's the pros and cons of the live launches. With the evergreen, obviously, the nice thing about this is you set it up once, and you can kind of turn on the switch, and the funnels are working, and you can get people to come in as customers all the time. The thing about that is you're going to not get as many people coming in all at once, so you don't have that group sort of feeling. And number number two, um, you don't have like the large amount of income coming in all at once you have trickles of income or, or more of a steady income coming in, and then you can optimize your funnels. You can create content. You can build relationships to increase how many people are coming into that funnel, thus increasing your sales. Now, there is a third way to do this. There is a way to get evergreen sales by creating live launches, and that is by creating a unique launch period for each individual person. Now, there's a tool out there, Jonathan, called Deadline Funnel, which I've mentioned in previous episodes before. So the way this works is, if, Jonathan, you subscribe to my email list today, tomorrow Mm -hmm. I might send you an email about my course. 
So you get yep. the email about the course, and in that email, it says, hey, you have you know 48 hours to take advantage of this deal and the bonuses. There's a countdown timer. It says 48, 47 hours, 46 hours, you know, the, the whole countdown timer. And then after two days, the course goes away. When you go back to the sales page, it literally says, sorry, this course is not available to you right now. So it is a real, like, launch for that person. And then yeah. J- Jane will subscribe tomorrow. She gets the same emails, but her 48 hours is not the same 48 hours as you. So you can actually create the scarcity and create that live launch feel for people, but you can do it in an automated way. Now, I will say that that's the most complicated one to set up, but Deadline Funnel is a great tool. They have a lot of great documentations. And really, the one to choose is the one that makes sense for you right now. And I cannot answer that for you. However, many people start with the live launch and they do that a few times so that they get the right messaging, they get to share it a few times, and then they turn that live launch into one of those evergreen models that that I talked about earlier. So if I was in your position, because I'm going to stop talking and see what you think, uh, I would try a couple more live launches just to kind of get a feel for that, understand what works, what doesn't, so that when you do an evergreen, if you choose to do it, you know exactly what needs to go in there to help you out. So that's a lot of information, but I would love to know what your thoughts are at this point. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's really interesting. And the the thing I like about what I did in the beta group is uh, it's pretty much like the live launch because uh-huh. I had, I set a date and everybody started the program at the same time. So every week they receive new material, new content. Mm-hmm. So it was great to see them progress. So I really like that format. Uh, but at the same time, I feel at one point, uh, maybe not this year, but maybe in the future year, and I need to it, I need to make it more uh, auto, auto, um, yeah. automatic. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Automated, yeah, sorry. So, um, but w- what I understand from what you just said is you should um, try a couple of more of that version of that uh, setup with live launch. Um, maybe, imp- I guess I can improve also my, my content along the way and my, my marketing along the way. So that would be uh, a necessity, I guess. Uh, and at one point when I, I don't know how, how much like you need money to automate more, like uh, you said that the, in the third option, but I guess you need some help in doing that. because it takes, it takes a little bit of setup. You don't necessarily need more money than just whatever the tool uh, is. is. But um, as far as the live launches to start, the reason, the, the, another big reason to do that is because now that you have a beta group, which is so smart to do, now you have testimonials. You already said they're coming in. So now mm-hmm. you can live launch now with testimonials added in and people's real results and probably you're even more confident about the program that you're going to you know, sell even better. Um, so doing that a couple times. And then if and only if you want to do the automated one, because for me, I have the opportunity to do that. But you know what? I love the live launches so much that I continue to do them. Um, yes, it does take time and a lot of effort, but I, I really enjoy it. I like the webinars and I like all those kinds of things. So I actually choose at this current moment in time not to evergreen launch those courses. Um, there are tests always running just so people know in case they do get some sort of automated message for a course. Um, But I think you're on the right track and 
for automation, uh, that, that, that should be like phase two if you want to go there. For right now, I think the only thing you should focus on is making your next live launch the, the, the best it can be. Okay, so if I, I follow on your idea here, uh, it, it, uh, it brings us to my second, second question is, uh, should I go as fast as possible or should I and try to generate revenue as, as fast as possible or should I really take my time and be really prepared for my next live launch, my, my real one, because the last one was my better group. So I did it like the best I, I could at that time. But I, if I take like a couple of months to be really prepared for my really first one, my 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 big launch, um, is this, I don't know, again, it's, it's just a question about what do you think about that? Should I just take more time and feel more confident and be ready? Or should I just start earlier a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a tough question because sometimes people say to themselves, you know, I need more time to prepare, but really that's just, pretend talk for I'm scared, which Uh I don't know if that's the case for you, but that's very common to have people go, you know, I'm going to take a little bit more time to launch my podcast. You know, I'm going to launch it next year when in reality they could launch it in a couple months. So it's always because when I find out uh, that they're they're just really scared and they're really scared to do that. Now, obviously, I don't think you're scared because you've already launched the beta program. You sound very excited about the possibility of getting this into other people's hands. I would say that it would be a balance of the two. You don't want to rush into it because, number one, you're probably still understanding what works and what doesn't for your beta students because you can get feedback from them. That's the whole purpose of beta, to get feedback from them to improve the product and to get testimonials and and whatnot, and you're doing that. But I would say you could probably reduce the amount of time that you think you need to perfect it. And I, I would even encourage you to not worry about being perfect, just Make it better than it was before, but also have on your calendar a set date when you know that you're going to launch this again. That would make sense for you production-wise and for your audience hearing the promotion and all that stuff. So based on that, when would you say uh, from this point in time, like how many months or weeks ahead of, of now would you feel is the next launch for you? Yeah, my plan was to launch my my real version, we'll mm-hmm. say, uh, in five months. So. Right now, I know I have still a lot of work to do in front of me because I need to uh, do the official video that I'm sharing with my students because what I did in my better group, I just did like video from my office and just like basic, really like uh, nothing complicated. So I just share the good content, but it's not, I will say it's not beautiful right now. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure I, I polish it a little bit and polish. I redo polish. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I know I'm, I need to take time to do that. Uh, I receive feedback on every module I share with my student. I receive f- feedback on that because I ask them after each module, g- give me your thoughts on what's good, what's too much or mm-hmm. whatever. So I also need to, um, to 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 uh, adjust that in my program, mm-hmm. and the last part is probably the 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 only part where I'm I will say I'm scared is the the marketing or the the promotion of it. Uh, I feel I need a lot of time, a lot of weeks uh, to to be uh, good at doing a promotion and talk about it. And 
Um, I have my own podcast right now, so I, I know I'm going to do some episode where I talk about it. Or Yeah, bring so. your students on your show, like your beta students, mm-hmm. like invite them on your podcast to talk about uh, their success and, and stuff. And, you know, I, I'm I'm curious about five months. Is that, like, how detailed did you get in the planning of that? Or is that just kind of just enough buffer time for you to feel comfortable with with all the things that you have, because I, I I will agree after you talking just now about what you have to do. I mean, it is going to take some time. Um, I'm I'm glad you didn't say like one month from now, and yeah. I am glad you didn't say two years from now. So five months, four or five months could be a really good time. But I would just encourage you to see like, okay, can it be four months? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not. In which case, maybe maybe it is five months. But I just want you to think realistically about it versus just kind of what most people do is go, oh, you know, I'm just going to throw a dart at a dartboard and, and we'll just do it then. So you are, you are actually seemingly, you know, planning this out, which, which is good. So I would say five months may be the right amount of time, but you could potentially launch it sooner. Okay. So that, that brings me to my last question because uh, I know how many times I have in front of me and... Uh, as I said, I, I set a date already, so five months from now, but maybe, and I think it's realistic to to fix it to four months, but right now I'm just thinking, okay, I need to plan that. I need to make sure I do the right step in the right order to make sure I'm, I'm productive and mm-hmm. uh, to make sure I do the right thing to be ready for that four-month period. So I know I have to collect testimonials. I'm already doing that. Great. I know uh, I have to update my sales page. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with testimonials and all that, all that stuff. And um, I heard you say uh, creating a waiting list, which is really smart. Uh, I really like that. So I'm going to create that. Perfect. But from that, I'm still not sure. You know, there's so many possibilities because you can focus on creating uh, Facebook ads. You can do webinars, giveaways. You can do uh guest post- podcasting you can do a lot of stuff so i'm just right. confused maybe <laughs> where should i start or where should i put my energy right now so what i would do is this is what i always recommend to do when you have you know hundreds of ideas right mm-hmm. write all those uh, all those things down webinars facebook ads blah 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 everything write it all down number 1 it should scare you to see how many of those things there are. Like you're going to see it on paper and you're going to just be like, wow, okay, I cannot do all of this. That's the reason why you show it yourself all those things. To be realistic that you can and should not do all those things. The next thing that you should do after you write all those things down that are the possibilities is you get rid of the ones that are clear losers. So just like, okay, I could stand on a street corner with a flyer and let people know about my program. Mm. knock that out like that that's you, you know just based on your gut and based on what you know that that's just something you're never going to do so you cross those off so now your list is getting a little bit shorter and now here comes the hard part now you pick your top three what are the three now I would even say like two but what what, what of this whole list are the three things you're going to do because yes you could do the remaining all of them but none of them are going to do you exactly what you want them to do with that amount of energy spread across all those things. With the two or three top ones that you circle, that's what you need to read about, learn about, get coaching about. All the things that you do are marketing-wise related to those three things and those three things only. 
and be very clear with yourself in your brain that, yes, I know I could do those other things and they, they were on the list, but those are not my priorities right now. You can experiment by adding those on later. That's the cool thing. A person may yeah. not want to buy this first launch. Maybe they're going to buy on the second one where you do a different tactic that was the one that resonated with them. But if I swear, if you did all the things, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work less than if you just focus heavily on, on a, few, a few good things. So that that's kind of what, where I would kind of put my effort, and I'll and and so the next question might be, okay, well, how do I know which ones are the top ones? It would be based on a number of different factors. What you what excites you? What can you imagine creating content for or spending a lot of time doing? It might be budget related. If you don't have a budget, then maybe it's not necessarily Facebook ads to start with. If uh-huh. uh, and and then also, who do you have access to? Who might know those things? Maybe one of them is clear an answer for you because. You know a friend who is their – that's their expertise, and you can grab them for an hour, take them out to coffee, and learn all there is to know about that to learn more and see how it might fit in, and maybe they might even run the campaign for you for that specific thing. So I don't have the answers, and you likely don't have the answers specifically on what you should do now, but that's yeah. the approach I would take to know what to do. I like that because obviously if I'm trying to do everything at the same time, it's not a four-month period that I need. It's going to be a four-year. So <laughs> I need I need yes. to learn more. And I'm really curious about everything, like everything, like online. Oh, we all and everywhere are. Else. We yeah. all want to do everything. That's the problem. And so be smart. Get rid of everything except the priorities. So you mentioned that if let's say you you select something like webinars, let's say you want it excite you and you want to do that. So even if I have a four-month period right now since my, my first lunch, um, do you suggest that I, I, I take the time to learn more about that or to uh, study how to do that? Or should I maybe focus on what I, I know I'm, I can do right now or strategies that I already use in the past right now to, to make sure I have a good lunch? Good, good question. I would say to finish up, do first what you know how to do and optimize that. And if there are anything new on that list, allow for one new thing. And that's what I always do moving forward. I always try one new thing so I know that if it worked or if it didn't work. Because if I try three new things and and the, the, the launch succeeded, like unless I am really, really good with my tracking, then I, I won't know really like which one of those was the best. And so I wanna go one at a time on top of the things that are already optimized that I already know. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I always try new things and I try to focus on just one new thing so that I can find the right coach to help me to, uh, or the right course that I can you know, uh, buy to, to learn that one thing. Um, and that, that, so that's how I would approach it. Okay, I like that, yeah. Nice, Jonathan. Hey, I'm so excited to hear about how this goes. Before you go, can you quickly tell us what the URL is so we can see more of what you have going on? Yes. So um, I just want to make sure everybody's uh, aware that my website is only in French because my community oh. is in <laughs> French and I'm, I'm speaking French. And as you see, a little bit of English. I tried my best. But my Sounds website great. is uh, my website is my name. So it's Jonathan Lelier. So it's Jonathan, G-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, L-E-L-I-E. V-R-E. And hopefully you're going to put uh, that in the show notes. I will, so I will put it would, in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, it will be easier. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. I'm inspired. I think 
everybody knows what you're going to do, and you're going to know what you're going to do, and we're going to follow up with you in the future to see how it all goes down. Yes, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Jonathan. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Jonathan. And again, if you want to get coached like Jonathan did today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com. You can see other AskPat coaching sessions there too. And you can also apply to get coached on AskPat as well. All you have to do is find that application button right there on that page, submit uh, answers to certain questions that will help me make sure that you are uh, a perfect candidate and uh, you'll never know if it'll happen unless you try. So make sure you go there, askpad.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, just do that. That's all I'm asking you to do. Thank you so much. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you. Happy May 2019. And I'll see you in the next episode. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.